nobody could get to me. Once we got there, it was just you and me. And like, we could regroup and it was you and me against the world. All right, good answer. Welcome back to the podcast no one is going to listen to. I am your host, Terry, with the hostess with the mostess. Callie. And we're going to talk today about, um, so we had a friend of ours who does listen to the podcast um, say, you know, they said, when are you going to talk about the cabin? And I'm like, <laughs> the cabin? <laughs> they said it's an interesting story and most crazy people don't, you know, or you have to be crazy to do what we did. So uh, <laughs> they said we should talk about the cabin on our podcast. Okay. Let's chat. All right. So, okay. So let's let, set the stage. Kelly and I were in graduate school. We were very, very poor. Very, very poor. <laughs> As the very cliche, the poor graduate student. Um, and we, we were living in an apartment in Belfont, Pennsylvania, and which was great. And it was, it was beautiful. And it was affordable. Um, beautiful. And... So we had, uh, we had a puppy at the time. Buford. Yes, Buford. Uh, and so we had, we had other friends at the university who also had dogs. And so of course, you know, we got to socialize the like, dogs. You know, <laughs> some people make their friends through their kids. And <laughs> we made friends through our dogs. Uh, so one day we were out, we took the dogs to the lake. Uh, of course, our, we had a golden retriever, loved the water, just Anytime we drove up to he would cry. a lake, the dog would start crying. crying because so he could get into it. So uh, we took the dogs to a lake, and it was a friend of a friend who also had dogs, and we were all, like, whatever, throwing sticks to the dogs in the water. And the friend invited us back to this cabin in the woods. So this was, we were in graduate school at Penn State, this place was at a place called Petersburg, south of Penn State. So you basically had to go over one of the mountains in central Pennsylvania. <laughs> of course we did. You know, it's like over the hills and through, through the, the woods. woods to and the through camp. more woods. Till you got to the dirt road. And then there was a random stop sign that you stopped at. And Which you... was very strange that there was a stop sign on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere. But, <laughs> hey. Story of our life. Preventing <laughs> accidents anywhere. Um, so we show up at this cabin and we we're like, wow, this is the coolest place. You know, it's in the middle of the woods. The property had like nine acres of woods, but the it bordered like a thousand acres of state land forest. So, I mean, you are essentially in the forests of Pennsylvania and, and there was this cabin and, and um, a, a couple... The owners, who were also professors at Penn State, they had built this as kind of like their getaway place. And then they rented it off and they rented it to our friend. And we were like, this is the coolest place. And it had wood heat and... This is awesome. Yeah. How cool. You guys are amazing. And the friend says, well, do you want to rent it? <laughs> <laughs> and... Because he was, whatever, I don't know, whatever, he was moving on, as most people in graduate school do. And I, I mean, I walked into this place and he was talking about renting it to us. And I got back in the car and I'm like, there is no way, no way 
Kelly is going to go for this. We should do this. We are never going to have this opportunity ever again. And that was her reply was that we should. And I thought, I mean, again, we got to set the stage. We are in an apartment in Belfont that, you know, if you want to turn up the heat, you just walk over to the wall and turn up the thermostat. And this cabin had, it only had wood heat. Um, It did have electricity. It did have running water. It Um, was so cool. We had to do it. But it only had wood heat. So (laughs) we had to figure this out and do it. Winter was coming. (laughs) We had to figure out on how we were going to do this. Uh, So, I mean, the first the first order was to, like, understand what a cord of wood was. Which I had no idea. <laughs> we were from the city. And <laughs> we turned on the heat by the wall. <laughs> so we ate, like, I, I, I guess what I always assumed a, a stack of wood was, was like what people see at the campground. There's like, you know, what, what those of you who know wood <laughs> would call a face cord. So something that's like whatever, four feet long or eight feet long, four feet high, and just a stack of wood. And that's a face cord. And then it do that in three dimensions and it's a full cord. And it would take six full cords of wood to heat this thing for the winter. So <laughs> we had to get a wood guy. <laughs> we had to get a wood guy. And this guy's name was Win Chesney. Yeah, he was and, great. And he would show up with a big old truck and he would dump off this wood. It was not split. It was just wood. Tree <laughs> trunks of wood. <laughs> and it was wet, which is not good. You want seasoned wood if you want to be heating your house with, with right. a wood fireplace. Right. So whatever. We would get six face. This guy shows up. Like six different truckloads, six full cords of wood, uncut, just chunks of wood and just dumps them in our driveway. And I'm like, all right. Great. He's going to stack it and make it all look nice. And no, no, (laughs) it was dumped (laughs) every night. We'd get home from from work or from graduate school and, and I would chop wood every night and stack it. It took two days for us to stack it all. Bring it into that. You know, I'd bring it in like one load at a time into the house, set it up next to the fire so that it would dry out. Now, interesting enough, the the dog who is responsible, Buford, who's responsible (laughs) for us getting in this cabin in the first place, loved every second of it. So because I would I would chop wood and it would splinter and I would just pick up a piece of random wood and throw it into the woods. And this dog would just. Chase the stick. Chase the stick as happy as could be every night, grabbing the sticks and chewing them up and bringing them back, bringing them back to me, and just waiting for me to throw it again to him again in the woods. So, and then because the wood was wet, like we'd get a really cold night, and I'd be throwing wood on the fire, and it'd be sizzling because it was wet, and I'd be like. We're not making steaks here. Heat up the house. <laughs> we should, and you know, the normal city people we are, we should call him and tell him that he sent us wood that wasn't seasoned. <laughs> Dummies. Had no idea. We had no clue. And then the cabin was, it was kind of on a hillside. It was a salt box type house. Yeah, it was lovely. It was very nice. Um, and it, but it was kind of on a hillside 
And the driveway went down the hill. It was gravel. And it went across a little stream. Very quaint. And then across like a a little bit of a cornfield and then out onto the road. And little did we know that when the spring thaw happened, that the stream would turn into a river that would go through the cornfield and across our driveway. So there were days we had a call in to work and we were like, the road's flooded. We couldn't get out and we couldn't get in. And yeah, and nobody told us about that. No, and our bosses, I don't think, believed us until they came out one day to help us. And they're like, oh, you really weren't lying yeah. that your road was flooded. We're like, no, it's flooded. We can't do anything. What do you want us to do? Couldn't swim across it. Yeah. It was, that was a hassle. And it, one of the wonderful things that about living there in the cabin, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it was we're, a challenge. we're talking about some of the challenges, it but was it, was, cha- it was what an gorgeous. experience to wake up, you know, in the middle of the woods to deer, deer. And it's just, you know, you hear whatever. The birds and the winds going through the trees and it was awesome. And it had great running routes because you'd be running on country roads and then they had these like old um, roads that were cut for logging and they were great running trails and we would go. We would run. Until the one day we were running past this farm and there were there were some bulls (laughs) out (laughs) out in the field and we go running and the bulls start chasing us. And there's nothing we but really... this little barbed wire fence between, you know, us and this raging bull. So we don't need to go to Spain and run with the bulls because I feel like we did. We did. We did. We and did. that was scary. And we knew there was a there was like a cattle bridge. So a bridge where it it's got um it's got the big metal pipes that are spaced out a little bit. So you can go over them, but cattle can't. And like we were booking it dead sprint to get to this to cattle to bridge, bridge before the bull caught up to us. We had a dog. We sent the dog in the water and it was pretty dangerous that day. That was a, like a heart racing uh, experience. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of other. Well, we had every time we left, we had to drain all the pipes. So that was really interesting. When you came back, it took probably about five hours to get the whole house re-situated. So you would be back in your warm car and you drive up and you're like, oh, it's so good to be home. You walk through the door and it's like being outside. Yeah, in it's the dead as cold winter. inside as it is outside. And so then, then that was the challenge of, okay, we got to now... We got to open the pipes. We have to um, start the fire. We have to, you know, make sure that everything is fine running around. We're running around trying to get everything situated so that we were warm and didn't freeze to death. Because in the winter, it it did take a long time. Even in the summer, it was really chilly. So it was, um, that was a challenge. I felt like when we lived there, we really braved all of the elements because every season had its own challenge. And we learned a lot because, I mean, we were from the cities, like not New York City, but we, we, lived, we grew up in a city. And we, we didn't, none of these experiences, we went camping, but this was camping and living like in a cabin are two different things. So it was, it was challenging, but it was, the rewards were, it far outweighed the challenges. 
I also learned how, um, I don't know how to put this the right way, like what a religion it is that deer hunting is in Pennsylvania. Yes. So, <laughs> They're very serious. So it it's kind of ironic. Now, I actually hunt now, which I kind of learned how to do later in life. But back then, I was not a hunter. I didn't deer hunt. Um, and like opening day of deer season in Pennsylvania, it's like schools were closed. You know, it's got to be like one of the world's largest armies of people, armed people walking through the woods. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and we lived in a cabin in the woods. So, and I didn't know what it was to drive deer. And so we would be like, it was Saturday morning, opening day in Pennsylvania. And I just, I start hearing these, this whoop, whoop coming through the woods. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I look out my window and here are all these guys in, you know, camo and guns walking through the property. And we're <laughs> and, like, uh, yeah, we live here. Yelling and screaming at the top of their lungs. And they were driving deer to other hunters that would eventually then shoot the deer. And I was like, I, I don't like, I don't feel safe right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't, we did not go on any trails and for during hunting season and we would we would go outside and yell to the hunters that they were too close um if there we heard gunshots that were too close we would go outside and yell you know you're too close and they backed off um so that was not a fun time of the year and then in the middle in december the, of the first or second year we were there we had a baby and so then that became a challenge. That was the end of the cabin <laughs> That was days. the end of the cabin. We had a baby. End of the cabin days. We had a baby, and, and as Kelly was saying, we would go to, like, we would go to Buffalo or Rochester to see our family in the middle of the winter, have to drain the cabin of water so it wouldn't freeze. We would go away for the weekend or for the Christmas week or something. We would come back. And I... It, Kelly and the baby would have to stay in the warm car and I would go in and start the fire and, you know, start the water in the house and all that stuff before we could. Before we could come in. Yeah. And it, it would be like after a four hour car drive, you're like, well, <laughs> you're going to have to stay in the car for like another hour while mm -hmm. I try to warm up the house. Warm up the house. So it was, it was definitely, it was worth it. It was, uh, a, you know, everybody that came, they would say, wow, what a, they all wanted cool houses like we had. And it was, it was worth every second. And I wouldn't change that, that for yes, a minute. Definitely an experience. It was. And it was, it was definitely out of the ordinary. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>